everyone. Welcome again to the podcast from Mount Hope's Belmont location in Belmont, Massachusetts. My name is Brian. I pastor that location. And it's good to talk to you again. You and I live in a world where millions of voices are trying to get our attention at any given moment through social media, phones, television, radio, computer. There are a seemingly infinite amount of people who want our time and attention. So with all the voices in the world, how do you and I choose which voice we should listen to? It's an important question, and it's one we're going to consider today. So I hope you'll listen closely, and I hope you enjoy this, because I believe that God has something He would like to say to you. I don't know how you feel this morning, I bet there's some mixed emotions in the room when I mention what I'm going to mention. Some of us in the room probably love this thing, and some of us in the room probably think it's a massive waste of time. But how is it that you feel about social media? I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, some of us in the room probably love it. Uh, you're, you're even, it gets you fidgety that you're not checking it right now. Some of you I know check it. I can see. No one looks down at the floor and smiles unless they're checking text or social media. I, see, I can see when it happens. Uh, but, uh, but some of us, we love it. It's a big part of our lives. And, and for some of us, it's, it's just it, we don't even understand what it is. And it's just a waste of time. Whatever you think about social media, whatever you think about it, you have to admit it's a pretty powerful tool. And one of the things that we have in today's world that we never had before, no other generation has had the ability to listen to the voices on a regular basis that we have the opportunity to listen to. And it's not just being able to listen to voices on a regular basis, but it's the ability to interact with people with whom we would never have the ability to interact with before. So think about it with me. It used to be that if you were a sports fan and you had sports heroes, the only time you ever heard from those people was maybe at the end of a game. A reporter took a comment from the player and put it in the paper, and you read that paper, and then that's all you really heard about that player. You didn't know anything about how they lived their life. You didn't know anything about what they did on a daily basis. Well, that is not the world we live in today. Today, you can follow an athlete wherever they are. So this week, if Tom Brady is on vacation in Montana, and while he's on vacation, Tom Brady spots a bear in the woods, that's not just Tom Brady's thing to do. That is our thing to share with him. This led the news one night, by the way. That's how important this stuff is. And so uh, that's what we can do today. We are with people no, all, wherever they go. That's one aspect. But the other thing that we can do with these voices is we can interact in ways we never could uh, before. This, so this week I noticed uh, that somebody, just a random person, direct messaged or tweeted at uh, Elon Musk, the, the mad genius. Elon Musk uh, tweeted at him this week and said, hey, why doesn't your company or companies, why don't they help with the situation in Thailand? And Elon Musk responded back in, in an exchange that became very public. We would be glad to help. If our boring equipment can help in some way or there's any piece of technology that we have, we will be glad to help. By the way, I don't know if you've been following it this morning, but my understanding is, is that a few of the boys have, have been uh, brought out of the cave, which is wonderful. And hopefully that continues. We'll keep praying for that. 
And so we have this, this piece of technology. Where, can you imagine, the, you know, Jack, think of the old great CEOs and leaders, Jack Welch or someone like that. Imagine just a common person being able to, to message Andrew Carnegie and Andrew Carnegie immediately messages back. Those conversations didn't happen. We didn't have access to those voices, but you do today. There is the ability to, to contact these people, to contact people that you follow and to speak with them. It's a powerful, powerful tool. What's interesting to me is with all the voices that are out there that we could possibly listen to, who are the voices that we choose to listen to? We have access to all sorts of voices, some of them great leaders and thinkers, some of them very important people, but who are the people that we listen to most? Well, I just thought I'd answer that question by just saying, who are the people that are the most followed on Instagram and Twitter? And this is who we as a culture, we say, okay, with all the technology that there is in the world to listen and to follow to the great voices that are out there, here are the people that we want to hear what it is they have to say. And of course, if you were to put it that way, you would say, it's got to be Selena Gomez and Cristiano Ronaldo and Ariana Grande, right? And Katy Perry and Justin Bieber. And I would, I would suggest to you Barack Obama is maybe someone that you should listen to what he says. So we're one for six, let's say. We're one for six. But think about all this technology and the ability, the ability to listen to all of these voices and think about what it is that they have to say. And then, and then we use it to listen to voices that probably, you know, they make find music, I guess, or they can kick a soccer ball, but are those the people that are really going to lead us where we want to go? And it doesn't just happen on a global level, on a cultural level. Just think about your life. There are certain voices that you listen to. All people, we want to be, let's say, successful in our work, and so there's certain voices we listen to. Maybe some of them are larger voices, authors, speakers, but then there's the mentor in your workplace that you listen to. And there's the coworker that you listen to. And you think you may have multiple coworkers. Maybe there's 50 people, 1,000 people that work at your company. But there's really one or two voices that for you, you will listen to above the rest. And it's like that way in other aspects of our lives too. When we deal with, with money or with relationships, there are certain voices, people that are close to us, your mom, your dad, your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, your friend, your neighbor, that we will listen to those voices above all the other voices. And so my question to us this morning is how in the world, in a world of almost seemingly infinite amount of voices, how should we be choosing who we listen to? What voice should you listen to above all the other voices? And how do you know and how do you choose that's the question for us this morning. And to answer that, I want to turn from celebrities that tweet to sheep that bleat. And we're going to talk about that together. That's my best line in the whole sermon. So it's all down here from here. We're going to move from celebrities that tweet to sheep that bleat. And we're going to do that here in John chapter 10, verses 1 through 5. So let's take a look at this. This is Jesus uh, talking with a group of religious leaders. And this is what he says about himself. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. 
When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And then look at verse 6. And look at verse 6 here. Uh, This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. Maybe that's how you feel right now. What in the world is Jesus talking about? He's talking about gatekeepers and sheep and pens. Well, let me see if I can help explain it a little bit. You see, in the ancient world, and not just in the ancient world, but also in cultures today where there are shepherds in places, uh, remote areas of Australia and New Zealand, or even in the same part of the world where Jesus, uh, where Jesus was living and ministering at this time. Uh, shepherds would have their flock of sheep, and if they were home, they had their own private pen, right? They would keep their sheep in their yard, small pen for their sheep. But if they had to go into town or if they had to travel, Along the way, there were communal pens. And so the shepherd brings their sheep and puts them. There's a gatekeeper there at the front of the gate. And they open up the gate. And, Je- and the, the shepherd puts their sheep into the communal pen. Kind of like valeting your car while you go to eat. They valet their sheep and then head off into town to do their, to do their business or whatever it is that they have to do. Now, here's the challenge, Right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I go to the petting zoo, I go to pick apples, and there's sheep there, and there's only four of them, and if you asked me to look at those sheep, turn away, and look back, and then tell you which sheep is which, I would have no idea. So now you have all these sheep in this giant communal pen. How in the world do you separate them out? I don't believe that they were tagging wildlife uh, the way we might do today. I don't think there were electronic trackers in the sheep. So how do you separate all the sheep out once you have put them together? Well, my understanding is, is that there's places in the world where something like this still happens, but it certainly happened in Jesus's day. And that is that each shepherd would have uh, their own unique call that would be uh, in their own voice. And they would go to the communal pen and the gatekeeper would recognize them as the shepherd, would open the door to the pen. The shepherd would come in and they would give their call. And they knew their sheep. They knew their sheep. Some of them even had names for the sheep. And so they would give their call and the sheep would come and follow them because they knew the voice of the shepherd. And it seems a little odd, doesn't it, that that would happen that way, but it apparently works. It reminds me of when I was a kid, uh, we were allowed just to go in the neighborhood and play. I don't know, do you remember that this is what life used to be like? It doesn't happen anymore. But I, I said to my wife the other day, you know, when I was just a little bit older than what my kids are now, I used to ride my bike everywhere. And we would never let that happen today. And so we were just allowed to play in the neighborhood. I'd get home, finish my homework, and I could go. My dad, when the sun was setting, would stand on the back porch of our house and whistle. And I knew my dad's whistle. There was no other mistaking that whistle from any other whistle. And I knew when I heard that, it was time to come home. And maybe you know what that's like too. Maybe you know what it's like to be in a real crowded place uh, and your parents are away from you. And you can say, mom. And even though there's a hundred other moms around you, no other moms turn around, but your mom turns around because they know the sound of your voice. And so that's what's happening here. And Jesus says the same thing is true about him and his followers. My sheep know the sound of my voice and they follow me. So here's what I want you to understand this morning. Jesus is calling you and speaking. The question is, are you following? 
Now, you can say yes. You can say yes, and that's an easy answer. But think about it. All the voices that exist in your life, all the things that you're listening to, to get ahead financially, to get ahead in your career, to get ahead in school, to do all of the things you want to do to have healthy relationships, what you're going to think about politics, what you're going to think about every single issue, all the voices that you are taking in and listening to, are you truly above all those other voices following the voice of Jesus? For some of you who are in the room that say, well, I don't really follow Jesus, then I think that there's something that I would like for you to consider this morning, something for you to think about, because I'm going to share that I think Jesus' voice is worth following for two reasons, two very specific reasons that he's going to give us in the next few verses. But for those of us that do call ourselves followers of Jesus, you and I need a reminder in our lives. That no matter how many other voices are out there and no matter how good the advice is, the voice of Jesus is worth following for two very specific reasons. Let's take a look at why together. Verse 7. So Jesus said again to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for, his, for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Just in these verses, Jesus tells us that there's his voice that's out there asking us to follow, but there's also the voices of two other kinds of people. One, he talks about thieves and robbers, and those are the voices of people that intend you harm. If you listen to those voices, you will end up in a place that you don't want to be. And certainly all of us maybe can point to times in our life where we have listened to the voice of what turned out to be a thief or a robber to our lives. And Jesus says, those voices are out there, but that's not my voice. I'm not a thief or a robber. And he said, there's another type of voice out there, and that's the voice of the hired hand. And the hired hand uh, is someone that a shepherd would hire to watch over the sheep for a while, perhaps while the shepherd's resting or traveling or something like that. And Jesus says, the thing about the hired hand is the hired hand is good. The hired hand does good work. But if it push comes to shove and the hired hand has to choose his life over the life of the sheep, well, the hired hand's going to save himself. (laughs) Those aren't his sheep. And his life is far more important than the life of those sheep. And Jesus says, so the thief and the robber, they have a voice, but don't listen to them. They're going to lead you down a wrong path. The hired hand is not necessarily a bad voice to listen to, but you've got to realize something. At the end of the day, the hired hand cares more about their own life than they do yours. And Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Not a shepherd, not one of the many good shepherds, the good shepherd. And the reason why Jesus calls himself the good shepherd is in the next couple of verses. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. 
And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father." I don't know about you, but I think when I think of, the, of a shepherd, I think that the role of shepherd uh, maybe has been misrepresented in many different places. Uh, I don't know why this has happened, but when I think of shepherd, I, I don't necessarily think of, of strength and toughness and, and physicality. I, I think of quiet and calm and, and rest and I don't know if that's because of the nursery rhymes. I don't know if that's because of Little Bo Peep and, and Mary and their lambs and sheep. If that's why I have that image in my head. I don't know if it's because of all the images of Jesus that we have, uh, you know, standing very calmly, the only Jewish man ever with blue eyes and long brown hair with his shepherd's staff there. And, and, and so I'm not saying Jesus did have blue and brown eyes. I'm saying that's a misrepresentation of what he might have looked like. And so... Uh, that, that picture, though, that image, that image of, 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 of weakness and calmness and, and quietness, I don't think captures necessarily exactly, exactly what a shepherd is. Because the job of shepherd is rough and tough and long and brutal. You are out in the middle of nowhere trying to care for these sheep, and it's dirty and it's tiring work. And there's a lot of danger associated with it. Not only are there those thieves and robbers that would come and try to take your sheep, but there's the animals that would do the same. Some of you, if you grew up in Sunday school, you remember the story of a shepherd named David in the Old Testament of David and Goliath fame. And he tells the story of how when he was shepherding sheep out in the pastures, a bear came and tried to attack and take one of the sheep. And he, he risked his life to save the sheep out of the bear's hands. And the same thing happened with the lion. A lion came to take a sheep, and David stood up for, the, for his sheep and, and captured the sheep and took him from the lion's mouth and, in fact, killed the lion and the bear. But here's the thing. The shepherd, a shepherd, is willing to give his life for the lives of his sheep. He's not like the hired hand. The hired hand sees the bear and is out of there and takes whatever sheep they can grab along the way. But the shepherd, the one who owns the sheep, the one who, who has uh, control of that flock, they are willing to stand up and risk their life, to stand between the sheep and the bear, to stand between the sheep and the lion. And Jesus says, here's my deal. This is why I'm the good shepherd. When I had a choice of what to do with my life, I voluntarily, no one made me do this, he says, I gave my life for you. Jesus gave his life for you. You want to know why you should listen to the voice of Jesus among all the other voices that exist in our culture and in our world? The first reason is this. Jesus gave his life for you. Not because someone made him do it or because he thought you could give him something in exchange, but because he loves you and cares for you as his sheep, he gave his life for you. Would Tom Brady give his life for you? Would Ellen? Would the Kardashians? Would your boss, would your professor, would your teacher, would your neighbor? 
The fact that Jesus is willing to do that for you gives him a credibility that maybe other voices just don't have. Now, you may be saying to me, well, actually, Pastor, I do have some people close to me that absolutely would give their life for me. I think my spouse would give their life for me. I think my parents would give their life for me. And that's wonderful. It's wonderful to have that. But that's not the only reason you should listen to Jesus' voice above all other voices. That's the first reason. The second reason is this, and it's found in verse 27 through 30. This is what Jesus says later on in this same conversation. He says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now listen to what he says. I give them eternal life. And no one, and, I'm sorry, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. The second reason you should follow Jesus is because of where he is leading you to. You see, the first reason you should follow Jesus is because he gave his life for you, but anyone you follow is leading you somewhere. Anyone you follow is taking you someplace. Every other voice you listen to in this world is taking you to a place that exists only in this world. And so you say to yourself, well, I want to be healthy, and so I'm going to listen to this fitness guru or I'm, I want to eat well, and so I'm going to listen to this uh, health and wellness person. You say, I want to be financially free, and so I'm going to listen to, to Dave Ramsey or some financial genius, and I, I want to be able to make good food, and so I'm going to watch the Food Network, and I'm going to listen to those voices. All of those voices can lead you to good places, but the places that they're leading you to are all temporary. Chip and Joanna and Martha can get you the greatest house you've ever seen in your life. There will be a day in your life that house won't exist. You can make all the money you want. There will be a day it doesn't matter. I do not believe that when Steve Jobs met his creator face-to-face, what he did with Apple had any bearing on that conversation. And so we can lead ourselves to all these places. And they're not necessarily bad places. You should stay healthy. You should be well. You should improve your mind and your body. You should, you should have a, have a work towards a, a nice house. You should do all these things. Not necessarily bad. But all of those voices are taking you to something that lasts just for a while. There is only one voice that leads you to something that lives beyond this earth. Jesus says two things. I give eternal life and I give eternal security. I give eternal life to my sheep and no one can snatch them out of my hand. You want to have security and life that lasts beyond this earth. The only voice you can follow to gain that is the voice of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus is worth following for two reasons. He's the good shepherd for two reasons. The first reason is because he gave his life for you and he laid it down of his own accord. The second reason, the second reason is because of where he is leading you to. He is leading you to a place that no one else can lead you. A place of eternal life and eternal hope. Many of us carry around a rectangle that looks like this, almost all of us. Some of you have an even bigger rectangle you're always carrying around, your laptop. Just think about it. I think I've asked this question before, but think about it with me. How many voices are in here right now trying to get your attention? Right now. Look, I haven't even looked. 
I haven't even looked. But see, there's voices, all these voices. They want me to listen and pay attention right now, even while I'm speaking. How many voices sit behind this rectangle that we carry around with us that want your attention right now? I mean, there's millions of voices, right? A seemingly infinite amount of voices that have access to you and want you to listen and want you to follow. We listen and follow to so many voices that only want us to listen and to follow because we bring in revenue or we bring in viewerships or we bring in something that benefits them, not necessarily us. Go and tell the, the, the leadership guru that you don't want to buy any of their books and you don't want to pay any money for their seminar, but if they could just break down the advice and give it to you one-on-one over a cup of coffee, that'd be great. They're never going to do that because they're, the, the reason that they have followers is so they can create revenue, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. All I'm saying is we need to recognize the reality that you and I listen to the voices of our culture and our world in our daily lives far more than the voice of Jesus. And none of those voices, one, are said by people many times who are willing to die for us, and two, are leading us to anything that lasts beyond this world. Only the voice of Jesus Christ does that. I think Jesus summed the whole thing up perfectly in John 10.10. If you're going to memorize one verse out of John 10, this is a great verse to memorize, right? The thief comes only to kill, steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. Or maybe your Bible says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. When it's time to make a decision in your life, when it's time to handle the money, when it's time to help your children pick a school, when it's time for you to make a career move, when it's time to make a relationship choice, What voice wins among all the other voices? You see, many of us say that we follow Jesus. But when it comes to how we pick our relationships, when it comes to how we live Monday through Saturday, we're really listening to the other voices of our culture and our world. Dallas Willard says it this way. Dallas Willard is an author and theologian and thinker. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. That phrase is written on far more tombstones than people's lives. The Lord is my shepherd is is written on far more tombstones than in people's lives. If you want that written on your heart and on your life, that you are following the God who loved you enough to die for you and the God who can lead you to life eternal more than any other voice in this world. And I think that if you and I are honest with ourselves, we would say that there are places in our lives where we are rejecting the voice of Jesus over the voice of this culture and over the voices in this world. And we need to be reminded that those voices do not care about us and love us or created us as Jesus did. We get so excited that we can see Tom Brady see a bear in the Montana woods. How excited are you? that you've always had the word of God at your fingertips. His voice is speaking, and primarily through this book, how often have you picked it up? 
compared to how often you have paid attention to what the voices of this culture said? How much did you listen to this book this week compared to the talking heads on your favorite news station? How much did you listen to this book this week compared to the talking heads on ESPN? How much did you listen to this book this week compared to the author that you love to read or the person you love to follow or the tweets that you like to seek out? How much did you listen to this book compared to your family, to your friends, to your parents? How much does this book weigh in your life compared to those other voices? That's the big hard question in front of us. You see, it seems easy on the surface. Oh yeah, I follow Jesus. I listen to his voice. It seems so easy. But the day-to-day reality of listening to this voice among above all the other voices is something that's very difficult. And what I hope you understand today is that in your life, filled with millions of voices, the voice of the one who is willing to die for you and offers you life abundantly should be the loudest. I'm going to invite our worship team forward as we close this morning. And I invite you just to close your eyes and bow your head for just a moment and think about this with me. When's the last time you really feel like you've heard the voice of God in your life? Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you know that there are areas in your life, maybe it's the way you choose relationships, maybe it's the way you're going about your work, maybe it's the way you're going about school, where you are listening to the voice of others more than the voice of God. Even I think of someone like Christina who was up here sharing with us earlier today, a number of years she said working at Hanscom Air Force Base, then all of a sudden the voice of God says, I want you to go and use your talents and ability to the least of these. You think how many people that she had to explain that to in her workplace understood why she was doing it, why she was giving up a good career to go and to do this work. Because God spoke and she listened to that voice above the other voices. How about you? God loves you. He created you. He died for you. And he offers you life eternal. Where do you need to listen to his voice? Maybe as we'd close this morning, you would take a moment. And as the music is being played, you would say, God, would you speak to me right where you are, right in this room? God, would you speak to me? Would you help me to listen to your voice? Would you tell me what it is I need to hear? And maybe in these closing moments of our service, God would come and he would say something to you that you need to hear. So I'd encourage you to take that time today. Even as we're standing and the music is playing to say, God, would you speak to me? The words that I need to hear. And as you go through this week, that you would be committed to opening up the book and reading the words of God that he's already given to you and listen for his voice. God, we thank you that you are not a God who created this world and then stands far off, but you are a God who is intimately involved in everything. We thank you that you're a God who cares about each and every one of our lives and you are a God who speaks to us. So God, forgive us for the places in our lives where we listen to other voices above you. We've prioritized other people and other voices above your voice. 
God, thank you that you have loved us enough to die for us and thank you for the grace and mercy that you offer in eternal life. Help us to listen to your voice above all the rest. We pray it this morning in Jesus' name. Would you stand and as we close, take time in your own heart and your mind to listen for God's voice to you. Hey, thanks again for listening to the podcast from Mount Hope's Belmont location. At Mount Hope, we gather in Belmont every Sunday at 10 a.m., and in Burlington at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Each week that we gather, we do so to learn more about God, grow in our love of Him and others, and then we go to live lives driven by faith. If you live in the Burlington or Belmont, Massachusetts areas, we'd love for you to join us on a Sunday. You can learn more about us by visiting our website at mounthope.org, M-O-U-N-T-H-O-P-E dot O-R-G, or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at MT Hope Belmont. Thanks again for joining us, and we look forward to having you listen again next week.